Hey guys. Hey everybody. Welcome to the Castro Files. Welcome, I'm welcome. Greg and I'm Beth. This is Beth. Thank you all for joining us tonight or this afternoon or this morning, whenever you decide you want to tune into the Castro Files. I like your Files. Sasquatch hat. Like my Sasquatch hat. Big Sasquatch fan. We'll talk about them some point too. Yeah. The Sasquatch's got so many different names. Depends on what region, what where country. Where you're at in the country, yeah. where you're at, in, in what Are lore. Are they in other countries, I wonder? Yeah, I think so. Remember, didn't um, they do one of the, the mummy movies when they had Sasquatches? <laughs> they were like the Abominable Snowman, but they were, they were I don't remember what those ones are called. That was China or something yeah, like something that. like that. Yeah, something like that. So thank you guys for tuning in. the third and in. final worst mummy. Wow. Well, well, they can't First all two are my favorites, so I third know, one. absolutely. And you did the original girl. I hear you. It's all good, though. So thank you again for tuning in tonight. Like I said, today we're going to be talking about the Stanley Hotel. The Stanley Hotel up in Estes Park, Colorado. Most of you guys have probably heard of it. Yeah, it's absolutely. pretty popular or famous. Right. Yeah. So being that it was Stephen King based it, based The Shining on his stay there. We'll get into that. We'll tell you a little bit of lore and background on it. We'll show you some photos that we took from our trip 11 years ago. Right. So pretty interesting. It was really a cool trip. It's in a beautiful part of Colorado. It is. It's Absolutely. gorgeous. I mean, all of Colorado is pretty, let's be honest. Yeah. Absolutely. But you go to Estes Park, and it's right. a very unique place. Yes. It's very... Just, it, you're in the mountains, yeah. there's rivers running through there, and streams, whatever. Right. But the key is that you have this beautiful hotel just sitting out there in Estes Park. And it's amazing. It's huge. Right, and it's huge. Didn't start off that big. No. No. Tell us a little story about it, a little uh, background St on it. Stanley Hotel is a 140-room colonial revival hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Uh, about five miles from the entrance to the Rocky Mountain National Park. It was built by Freeland Oscar Stanley, uh, a Stanley steamer, which we'll go into a little bit more, and opened in July 4th of 1909 as a resort for the upper-class Easterner and health retreat for sufferers of pulmonary tuberculosis. The hotel and its surrounding structures are listed on the National Registry of Historic Places. Today, the, ho include, the hotel includes a restaurant, spa, and bed and breakfast with panoramic views of Lake Estes, the Rockies, and Long Peaks. Um, as you mentioned, it was inspired by the Stephen King uh, movie or book that was later became a movie called The Shining. Um, well, it was an adaptation of his the book. movie so we'll was inspired that. Yeah. by that. Absolutely. Yes. It was an adaptation of the book. Um, Some creeps that Stephen King felt when he was there. Right. Well, or it, saw. Yes. It dreamed. Was it a dream? dream. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, so 1903, um, they called him F.O. Stanley, uh, was stricken with a life threatening resurgence of tuberculosis. Um, the doctors didn't give him much I think he had like a live. few months. They gave him a few months to the point where they said, how, what, he was like, what can I do to help? And they were like, well, you could go to the mountains, fresh air, and we'll come retrieve your body in September uh, before the snows happen so that right. you can have a funeral. Um, so they like literally just basically told him he was dead man walking. Um, however, after a couple months of being there, he was 100% healed. Like he ended up being able to hike. He was actually healthier there, I think it took like a full four years, no, but he did no, like, it wasn't, no, I, I'd it was read, I thought I read it was that. Um, 
So it's the clean air, the good, yes. your high altitude. Yes. And they loved it. And they said they were going to come back every summer because he li- they both literally were the healthiest they've ever been. Clean air, exercise, yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, but what they were concerned about was because they were from the East Coast, right? All the money mm-hmm. and pomp and circumstance that you didn't get in the mountains because there was nothing out there. So right. that's when they decided that they would build a hotel in the mountains to rival anything you could stay at in, in, in New York. Right. You know? And it's beautiful. It is gorgeous. And if you ever get a chance to go to the to the Stanley Hotel and stay there, or even just go in, have dinner, get a drink, do whatever, right. just walk the grounds. It is amazing there. So, um, let me see here. Um, so, uh, in 1907, construction began on the Hanley, uh, the Hotel Stanley, okay. a 48-room grand hotel that catered to the class of moderately wealthy. So it was smaller. It was only 48. Um, the land was purchased in 1908 through the representatives of the 4th Earl of Dunraven and Mount Earl, the Anglo-Irish peer, <laughs> who had originally acquired it by stretching the provisions of the Homestead Act of 62. Um it goes into a bunch more history, which is interesting. We'll get into but not that necessary. in the next article. Also, um, the main it, hotel yeah. and concert hall were contem- were completed in 1909, and the manor in 1910 to bring guests from the nearest train depot into the foothill towns of Lyons, Colorado. Uh, Stanley's car company produced a fleet of specially designed steam powered, which we'll talk about, uh, that they left there specifically for the guests to use. So they had a line of cars that they could use. Um, Stanley operated the hotel almost as a pastime once remarking once that he spent more money than he made each summer. (laughs) It's Um, true. Yeah, absolutely. So this hotel was a big operation. It it was. And it's pretty remote. That's the other thing about it. By the 1970s. Well outside of Denver. Um, by the 1970s, it was starting to get run down, mm-hmm. uh, but they had a guest, which you'll talk about here in a little while, that actually ended up getting a revival for the hotel. Right. Um, and so that's when it started getting fixed and, and updated and you know made beautiful again. Absolutely. So let's get into the story real quick, a little now, deeper background. Quick, he oh, did own more? it until 1926, at which time he did sell the pro- hotel to a private company. Okay. So Very he did cool. own it for almost... So a little background on years, some of that. We'll, we'll di- we're going to dig into this now. So this is a stay at the most haunted hotel in Colorado. So the Stanley Hotel, the haunting beauty of a frightening night's sleep, which is a very cool little story here. So as you know, any big hotels have got scandals, just like every big hotel has got a ghost. Mm-hmm. Why? Help people come and go sometimes. They die there. Yep. Right. And that happens. It yep. can happen. You could have a heart attack. You could just happens fall down a the lot stairs. Hotels, actually. A lot of things happen that you don't know about in hotels, right? Mm-hmm. Heart attack, stroke, something like that. Hotels are just superstitious places. Yeah. And that's why they, they make for such a good place to go kind of like adventure. Yeah. And try different yes. cool things. We love doing that. Yep. So FO Stanley, as Beth mentioned, uh, Freeland Oscar Stanley was an American inventor, entrepreneur, hotelier, and architect school children used the stanley practical drawing set photographers photographers used photographic plates which made him an a multi-millionaire mm-hmm. and it with his twin brother he created the stanley motor carriage company the stanley steamer a top speed of 127 so i'll miles share this isn't the cleaning company no nope, it's not the vacuum because <laughs> i was like the cleaning company's been around that long the carpet clean no Did you this is... and look it up no 
we were at the time that we were there. I was oh, like, Stanley gotcha. Steamer's been that long, and then they're like, like they show you the car, yeah, uh, which we yeah, we'll absolutely. have some pictures of here in a while. But um, he, he made the car, the mm-hmm. Stanley Steamer vehicle, right? Which went 107 miles per 127. hour. 127. I mean, what did I say? Yeah. So. It was the fastest vehicle on earth at the time. In 1903, F.O. Stanley was given less than six months to live, as you mentioned, due to ter- tuberculosis. The doctor, rec- the doctor recommended fresh, dry air, sunlight, and healthy diet. And he would, but he would likely be dead before the summer's end, which is kind of like, oh. Uh, like many with the same diagnosis, Stanley and his wife headed for the Rocky Mountains. It was not an easy trek from Massachusetts, but his doctor promised to come in September to bring Stanley's body back for burial. However, within just a couple of months, Stanley, there you go, mm-hmm. Stanley was hiking five miles a day and nowhere near death's door. Naturally, he fell madly in love with the valley in Estes Park. They gave him a second chance at life and decided to return every summer. When Stanley's, Stanley first stepped foot in Colorado, he looked like, a walk, like the walking dead, 5'11", which was quite tall at the time, but he only weighed 118 pounds. So he was literally Skinny. skin and bones, yep. right? And had one foot in the grave. Just four years later, this is where I got that part. He was completely recovered and in the best shape of his life. So I guess maybe he started feeling better within a few months and started getting started, healthier yeah, habits and then and all completely of the things, kicked it. Right. He lived to be 91 years old. So you think about that, yeah, especially back in the early Get back 1900s then. and yeah. the 20s and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. So in 1970, uh, the Stanley Hotel... So this is Stephen King's portion of the story. In the 1970s, this, the Stanley Hotel was experiencing a downward spiral. Spiral. Its splendor had faded, and with other accommodations with more modern amenities like heat and AC, which you would <laughs> come to expect, especially from a really grander kind of hotel, right? Right. Um, they were taking most of the business. It also had the reputation of being haunted, which wasn't a choice selling point back then. Now it's kind of a yeah. a draw, yep. if you will, for some folks. Maybe not right. everybody. Right? No, it's it's a definitely a. But you also think it's one. Of, it is the premier hotel in Estes Park. Now right. you can go stay at another chain hotel, or you could stay at the Stanley. Right. Right. And all of the baggage, the historical baggage that comes with it, which right. is amazing. The Stanley seemed doomed for the wrecking ball until 1974 when an up-and-coming horror author checked in with his wife. That fate, that fateful night would not only elevate the literary horror genre and set Stephen King on his path to greatness, but it also completely altered the destiny of the Stanley Hotel. King and his wife, Tabitha, were living in Boulder for a short time, and King was struggling with his latest project, Darkshine. He was looking for an isolated setting for the novel and local suggested Estes Park for inspiration. The Kings had heard about the Stanley and wanted to check it out, of course. They found themselves the only guests this that This is kind of creepy. You think about it, so in the 70s, yeah. And this, when, when you, if you Google where this place is, like Google right. Maps it, it is pretty remote. Yes. And now, we went there 10 years ago, 11 years ago, so that would have right. been... 40 plus years prior to that or 30 something plus years prior to that and you go how much there wasn't mcdonald's on every corner there wasn't definitely not coffee shops everywhere the highway probably probably wasn't a highway yet it was probably a two-laner like you know and it's it's creepy right it can be it's a small town feel and i just think it's you know obviously because we know he wrote the shining off of this Mm -hmm. trip 
this is where some of the, you can tell that where some of the ideas came up because it was just him and his wife. They right. were the only guests in this whole, in that hotel. whole hotel. Wait till we get to this next part. Yeah. So they were served dinner in an empty room with chairs on every table but theirs. So imagine all the chairs are Been turned up. upside down yep. and they're the only ones in this whole beautiful dining area, right? Tabitha retreated to, her, to their room number 217 while King wandered the long empty corridors listening to canned music and visited the bartender, Grady, in the hotel bar. The Stanley Hotel's remote location, grand size, and eerie desolation had King's imagination running wild. He even claimed if it was like God had put me here, uh, put me there. uh, Yeah, it was like God had put me there to hear that, hear that and see those things. In a retelling about the night, King said, I dreamed of my three-year-old son running through the corridors, looking back over his shoulders, shoulder, eyes wide, screaming. He was being chased by a fire hose. I woke up with a tremendous jerk, sweating all over, within an inch of falling out of bed. I got up, lit a cigarette, sat in a chair, looking out the window at the Rockies. And by the time the cigarette was done, I had the bones of The Shining firmly set in my head. I mean, you can already see some of the aspects of the book. Right. Coming from, like I said, not only being alone, the his long son running shots down the in the hallways. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You the wanna... fire hose piece was a little odd to me, but I it's mean... interesting. You want to tell the the shining section? Sure. Um, so you may notice that Kubrick's 1980 film adaptation of The Shining, uh, the famous bathtub scene taken was taking place in room 237. That is because the Timber Lodge in Oregon, where the Kubrick exterior shots for film did not did not embrace ghosts quite like the stanley hotel and they asked the number to be changed to a non-existing room they were a little little too scared yeah um while the movie was a huge success and a huge revolution for the horror films it's no secret stephen king was not a fan it was easy to understand how jack nicholson portrayed jack torrance is both brilliant and incredibly misconceived king wrote torrance descent into madness as a slower more surprising plummet Nicholson, while perfecting the capture of the final character of the character final and fatal temperament, uh, was arguably a bit extreme to begin with. Uh, Kubrick also portrayed Wendy as a blubbering weakling, not to mention emotional torture he put actress Shelley Duvall through to produce such dribble. Yeah. Uh, if you were a Stephen <laughs> King fan, you know that he is well known for writing strong female characters, and Wendy was no exception. In 1996, and we watched this, Stephen King, along with Warner Brothers, produced Stephen King's The Shining, a miniseries written by King himself. King made sure that the film happened at the Stanley Hotel, where his whole story had begun. The Playhouse version, the Stanley Hotel, that adored the lawn of the Overlook Hotel and the series is now on display in the basement of the Stanley Hotel. So that's the one I think he did with that's the, the second Wings. one. Right. So he did this one at the actual right. Stanley. The and first was one his. was filmed up yeah. in yeah, up in New England. This was, he was involved with this one. He produced, right. I think, you know, uh, direct helped direct some of it. So Absolutely. So let's get into the Stanley Ghost, Please. if you if you like. That'd be great. The Stanley Hotel has been called the Disneyland of Ghosts. There are things all over that, and we'll show you from our Disney- Four ghosts. Four ghosts, yeah. So in our adventure there, I literally went back and looked through photos that I hadn't seen in years and years, and I'm like, what's that? Yeah. What's that? And we'll share those with you guys here in a couple minutes. Um, 
So it's the Disneyland for ghosts. It has it has hosted hun- uh, countless paranormal investigations, including including by teams from Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures and Sci-Fi's Which Ghost we both Hunters. Are fans of, and yep. we watched. I think we watched both of these at this location. Yep. Guests can get in on the action Stanley, and you can get a Ghost Adventure package there, which is what we did. Um, Ghosts. Well, we didn't do this one because this one was includes. I think it's a little bit more. Or was it? It includes a room on the fourth floor, oh, which is the supposedly the most floor. haunted. That's room, right. the most haunted floor. We so did do the 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 tour. The tour. Okay. Yeah. Ghost uh, ghostly occurrences are reported in almost every room in this vast hotel. I was hoping to have one though. I really wanted to. I went back through and looked at all the pictures. Yeah. From shadowy figures, eerie laughter, flickering lights to items moving on their own, the Stanley Hotel has. All your favorite phenomena. Well, I think we talked about it. We talked a little bit more. Like, did stuff, like, did, I, I got woken up a couple times in the mm-hmm. middle of the night. Was that me? Was that you kicking me? Or was it something <laughs> right. waking me up? You never know. And no. Back then, we didn't have cameras that we could just leave on all right. night. Right, And it's like, I don't record. know that I would do that, though. <laughs> Why? Because I may never close my eyes again. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So, room 217. Right. Through, uh, though the Overlook Hotel from The Shining is fictional, as are the characters within room 217. The one that the Kings stayed in is prominent in the novel. Remain uh, Remains the, the Stanley's most requested accommodation. I can assure you there is no woman in the bathtub, but that doesn't mean that the room isn't haunted. Correct. We had the opportunity to go into that room, and it was interesting. So when we were we had on pictures, our but we didn't tour, find any of them, did we? I couldn't find the yeah. pictures. It's years ago. When we were on our tour, we're standing in, and there's a, a group of people, right? Ten people, maybe? Ten, and 15? And the uh, tour guide basically tells us, yeah, we, I'd love to bring you in there. It's like right over here. And, but somebody's but somebody staying in that staying room. there. And one of the gentlemen in the back raises his hand and goes, it's my room. My mother-in-law's room. Or my mother-in-law's room, yes. right? And basically, he's like, I can, I can bring ask you. her. I can ask you. Yeah. So we actually went in there, and it's just a room with a bathtub. I mean, bathtub. nothing happened, but you think about it, and you automatically was... get the goosebumps yeah. and the hair on the back of your neck. It, but yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So in 1911, during a large storm, the head housekeepers, Miss Wilson, was lighting the lanterns in room 217 when there was a, an explosion. Elizabeth was blasted through the floor into McGregor dining room below. Believe it or not, she survived with only broken ankles. She broke both her ankles. Now she spends most of her afterlife still taking care of the room. Guests have reported items moved, luggage unpacked. Could you imagine that, dude? Nope. I'd be like, what the heck? Um, and lights being turned on and off. Miss Wilson's... Miss Wilson is very old fashioned. She isn't a fan of unmarried guests sleeping in the same bed. So some couples have reported feeling the cold force come between them when they wail up the, they often, I think it's supposed to be when they wake up, yeah. rather, they often find that the man's things have been packed and his luggage is by the That's door. even weirder than unpacking. I don't know. Both of them are. No, weird. one of them is telling you get out, <laughs> right? One is saying welcome. And one is like, get out GTF. Absolutely. GTFO. Actor Jim Carrey even stayed in room 217 when the Stanley Hotel was used for filming. Isn't that hilarious? In his film Dumb and Dumber. He reportedly got so spooked that he ran from the room half naked in the middle of the night. Some film crews, uh, some some of the film's crews also got the creeps in the room. He never, so he checked out and went to a, I read this, different. went to he a different hotel back. and never said why. He's never told what, no. said, said why. 
I looked and it just, says just never, never said that's interesting. Yeah. Maybe one day. So what's say. the vortex? So the vortex, the stunning staircase between floors in the hot in the hotel's lobby has been dubbed the vortex. It is a tornado of spiritual energy, sort of a paranormal portal for all the ghosts that visit the hotel. Guests report cold spots and feeling dizzy on the stairs as though something just walked right through them. Orbs and distortions have been caught on camera. Mr. and Mrs. Stanley have been seen hand in hand walking over the hustle and bustle from the grand staircase. So the grand staircase, we were there and here is a picture of, I thought I had the picture of the grand staircase. Give me one second. Oh, I thought I had it. Sorry guys. I didn't put that one in here. I'll put it in the notes. You can always find it out on the Castro files. Sorry about that. Okay. But it's just, it's it's a really, it's a really beautiful, cool staircase. ornate yeah. staircase. But I'll add it in after. You're good. So, the concert hall. This is one where... This is one we of our get, This is like one of my favorite photos. Yeah. So, I'll show you this in just a minute. The concert hall was built by F.O. Stanley as a gift for his wife, Flora. The stage features a trap door used for theatrical entrances and and in exits the lower level once housed a two-lane bowling alley the haunt underwent extensive repair and renovation in 2000 but it was it is a favorite spot for flora stanley still a favorite spot yeah there you go she has been known to play the piano well into the night and in the photo let me show you the first photo here this is going to be the room where it just basically this is a reflection of the piano in the mirrors. And this mirror is going to have something to do here in just a second. So another spirit found in the concert hall is Paul. Among other duties, Paul is you is used to enforce the 11 PM curfew in the hotel's early days. Guests and employees report hearing someone telling them to get out late at night. A construction worker was doing some work on the floors in the concert hall when he felt someone nudge him several times until he left. I do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Paul's a big fan of the tours of the tour groups, often flickering lights, their flashlights upon request. So they put a flashlight so on the I've, floor. I'm trying to remember if this is the gentleman. There was a gentleman who died in 2005 who worked there. So he started having chest pains and died en route to the hospital. Perhaps. He, his couch. He, that was his only, like, in the room that he had, he brought a couch with him. And oh, okay. the family never came to get him or mm -hmm. get the couch. And so the couch is still there. And there have been reports of seeing him sitting on the couch. That's but cool. he also was, like, the maintenance guy. and Just took care of the place. Made everybody, you know. Yeah, exactly. And now so, I don't know if they're the same person, but there is a story about but over him. But over the years, it, like, they yeah. can change, right? So this is while we're on the tour there. So this is the second photo. I showed you the first one, same mirror. Basically, I've zoomed in. There's no smudges on the mirror. This is a mirror. This is a picture of a gentleman that was with us in the, just in the tour group, right? And it's just a reflection. And all, mind you, all I'm doing is just taking random right. pictures, right? So then later on, when we get home, when we get home, a couple days because we did a whole, we had a few more days yeah, to go. We had more stops along mm -hmm. the way. I start zooming in on pictures and trying to find the cool. The things we miss, things, right? Yeah. Right. And then I come to this picture here. Then I'm like, what is that? Right? So then I zoom in. It's got and I'm ectoplasma like, coming out I'm of like, his mouth. I'm like, what is the smoke coming out of his mouth? This is long before vapes were a yeah, thing. Yeah, this is a no You smoking. can't smoke in this hotel anymore. I mean, 
and it, it really was pretty. I was like, what is that? Yeah. There's no smudge on the mirror. It's definitely coming from in front of him, yes, kind of coming, coming off out, the left. Yeah. Right. So do what you say, what you think about it. It was really interesting. I, it. I took it with a Canon T uh, this back when I had a brand new Canon T one, you know, so it was a nice camera. Yeah. I just gotten it. Mm -hmm. So you go, huh? What is that? Yes. Right? I don't know. I don't know the answer. So. Would you like me to do the fourth floor? Sure. A guest staying on the fourth floor report hearing children running around, laughing, giggling, and playing. The closet doors tend to open and shut on their own. Uh, more than a century ago, the entire fourth floor was a cavernous attic? Cavernous, yeah. Cavernous <laughs> attic? Wow, that took me for a minute. Uh, later, it became lodging for female employees, children, and nannies. Could it be the Grady twins are more than fabrications of the king's macabre imagination? So that, that, that's the girls in the movie. Okay. Um, basically, what I the read, uh, which is a little bit more, was rum. that that's where the kids got to play and stay, and their nannies would take them up there. So it used to just be a huge attic that was basically a playroom. Yeah. Um, now it's got room on it. So room 428 has re reports of sounds of footsteps and furniture moving about, but the real haunt is a friendly cowboy who appears at the corner of the bed. Obviously, mainly friendly cowboy. Obviously, many friendly cowboys have spent a night or two at the Stanley Hotel over the years, but there is no indication of one dying in the building. Uh, those that know their Estes Park history believe this to be a part of the spirit of Rocky Mountain Jim Nugget. Nugent. 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 Uh, yeah. This is especially because he mostly appears to the ladies, sometimes giving them ghostly kisses. A little peck on the cheek. He's just a ladies' he's a, man. He's a ladies' man ghost. Yeah. That's awesome. But I'd still, I don't know if I, if I woke uh, up. If we that. ever go back, I want to stay on the fourth floor. All right. I should say when we go back one day. Yeah, absolutely. I know we got more places to go before we start revisiting stuff, <laughs> but if we ever go back. This one's cool. It. This one really is pretty yeah. special. The Ice House. The Ice House. Before indoor refrigeration, the Stanley Hotel had an outbuilding to house large <laughs> blocks of ice. The Ice House has been remodeled into a museum containing some of the original Stanley steamer cars. It also has two spirits that have been seen inside. Billy is the shy kid that shows up as a blurry figure in the photographs, which is always cool. Pet Cemetery. This part makes me wonder, like, huh, did this give him another idea for a book? Interesting, right? Very. So the Pet Cemetery, existing long before King's novel, Pet Cemetery, there stood an actual pet cemetery outside the Stanley Hotel. There are two beloved pets interred here that like to make an appearance around the hotel. Cassie, the golden retriever, and Comanche, a white, a fluffy white cat. Uh, they've both been seen and heard around the park. I mean, I would love to meet both of them. I know, right? What's the underground caves? Uh, underground this caves. This one's pretty cool, If too. you take the 75-minute historic Stanley night, you will get an in-depth look at the underground cave system beneath the hotel. The caves have a high concentration of limestone and quartz, which some believe help capture paranormal energy. It has been used by employees to get around the hotel, and it would seem that at least one of them is still down there. Currently, employees say that the smell of home-baked goods linger in the tunnels with no apparent source. The, they attribute this to the pastry chef who worked for the Stanleys when the hotel opened. There's also a gray cat seen stalking about with bright green eyes. Uh, he's known, he is not known to be from the pet cemetery, so perhaps he came from wherever those mysterious tunnels once led. 
Absolutely. So here's a picture of the tunnels I that I took. I forgot that we went down there. Yeah. Of the, I've got several pictures. You're able to, during the tour, you're able to walk through. They guide you through. And it's, I took tons of pictures. I didn't see anything down there. Right. There are no orbs or anything? Not, okay. So when you're in tunnels and it's It's hard because it could be dust. Exactly. Right. And you go, okay. So in a minute, we're going to talk about another area here. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not even mentioned in this article. But oh, we'll talk not, about that in a It must in not be one of the most popular, but it was very popular for us. For us, evidently. But these tunnels are really cool and they're very I don't want to say they're intricate, but they you know they're very wide as you can see. And you can you could pass, you know, if you had to get to, from one side to the other and you, you didn't want to pass through ballrooms and do those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Or you're moving, you know, food or drinks or whatever it is or cases of stuff right. back and forth. But it just it made is, it easier and you didn't have to go through the public, right. so it kept the not, I don't want to say mystery, but the extravagant of the hotel. Behind the scenes. Correct. Or that or, uh, up at the front. front. Yeah. Kept the work Absolutely. behind the scenes. Right. Right. So the hedge maze, which I don't think we actually we didn't saw. See. Right. The, uh, the, air, the open area in front of the Stanley Hotel was originally a long driveway uh, for Stanley steamers and a promenade for guests to enjoy the views. In 2015, it was replaced with a hedge maze. I just don't remember seeing I it. And I don't have any either. pictures of it. They had, well, it was in 2015, so we went in 11, 11. so True. that's why. Maybe not, yeah. There you go. Good call. That's Good the answer. Call, so sir. they held a competition where they chose a, the design from 300 global entries. This was done to connect the hotel to Stanley Kubrick's that. film version of The Shining, which introduced the suspense-provoking hedge maze. King's novel, The Lawn of the Overlook Hotel, was adorned with topiary animals, while no specific ghosts have been reported inside, people tend to get panicky and have trouble breathing while navigating the maze. Little... Which I can imagine. Like, well, because especially if you think you're lost. We're getting into the spooky season now anyway. Right. In like October and all like the corn mazes and all those. And those can be, especially if, so here's the thing. Like sometimes as an adult, you forget that somebody will come and find you. Yeah. But at the time, you're like, I've seen too many people die in these I've seen fields. too many movies. I've seen too many Jeepers, scary creepers. movies. Exactly. Yeah, or, you know, there's that new one on Netflix where they can't leave the cornfield, you know? So it, it just, there's oh, geez, all these yes. things that... What is the... the I can't the even Ohio, remember. Ohio, whatever. I can't. It, yep. It's yeah. all right. So the, we don't need to go through the epilogue. We're fine with that, but... I was trying to see if I could find anything on the part where we did have some pictures. So that was the smoking room, I think it was called the smoking room, right? So part of the tour, and this was part of me going back through and just looking. I had to go back through Facebook and look for Dude, if I could figure out the cloud, we probably have a ton of pictures on that. And it was interesting because the smoking room there, um, basically it's just big, big... It's all like mahogany wood, very ornate. And here, I'll show you a picture of it. Oops, sorry, wrong one. There we go. So very ornate. And this, so the gentleman in in the this was the shirt, gentleman's room. This, this was a smoking room for gentlemen only room, back right? in the day. So he actually separated us, and he's like, the women have to stay outside and at first. How, yeah, at first, this is how it would be back in the day. The women would have gone off and done gone into a different area, and the men would come in here. So they bring us. He brings us all in there, right? And this is just a normal picture. Beth's taking this picture. I'm in on the left next to the to the gentleman that had the smoke coming out of his face mm-hmm. in the prior image, right? In the in the mirrors. Um, you can see there's no smoke coming out of his face there. Right. Right. But in the next picture, and I just happened to find this the other day, 
I was like, it's crazy. What is that? What's the difference in this photo? Right. If you look along the top on the dark, the dark section, there are all these lights and everything. And it, it wasn't my camera. No, my camera was literally you just took that brand before. new. I took that picture before. And I just, you had just taken this yeah. picture. This wasn't. But no. aren't there orbs at the bottom too? So I can't you, see as there, well from here. There are orbs down towards the carpet. Yes. There's one over the guy in the striped face. That had the striped smoke. shirt face. He's got one over him. There's one kind of like behind me, and then along the whole top, that bright white light. Yeah. There's no That's light. That's not a there. light there. Right. That's that's there's no dust in this I place. Love that. This place I love is completely this. clean. This place is clean from top to bottom. Yes. Granted, it's big and it's old and it can be a little cre- creaky or maybe there's some some things I mean, coming in the windows. You know, but, but they literally keep it clean. In the image before that might be one of my most favorite pictures. In we've this ever image, seen. there is nothing. 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 Right? And then you go back to this image and you're like what happened? What, what was what the changed? difference? Yeah. Right. Was it the energy? Was it the conversation? Was it the that... story the gentleman was telling? Right. You know, I don't even remember was... what story he was telling. He was just talking so about, I think he was talking about like, this is where the men went to smoke their cigars and play cards and drink their whiskey and things that women didn't, weren't supposed to do back then. So, right. You know, I think it was telling the history of why the room was built because the piano room, the concert room was technically was her room and the ladies to went entertain there. the ladies. Right. And she would play the piano and stuff. And so, I think that's, he was just telling the history, the story of like the separate locations and what went on in this room. And that's when the orb started. Right. So that's basically our story. Hey, so I looked at at accommodations now. Oh my gosh. It's so expensive now. How much is it? Like $318 a night. You know what? It's worth it. It is worth it for one or two nights. for one night. I would say probably, I would probably go back. two nights? I can't remember. I'm not going to lie. I can't, it's been a long time. I can't remember if we got there late afternoon and because- it's the late night that does the tunnel, so maybe we did do the tour. Okay. And then checked out the next day and went on with the rest of the trip. Because we were able to go around the whole grounds. Whole grounds. There really wasn't that many people there. No. Like, I mean, granted, well, we went in August. Well, and I, which I is feel perfect time like for travel, I guess. It depends on what you, if you want cold weather or warm weather. I feel like it's probably more busy in the wintertime because people ski. There's no and there's bunny. There. There's I, that bunny. Um, is there a bunny trail over there? A hill? No, that, that town we went with, everything was called the bunny, the bunny hill, the bunny hotel, the bunny. Steamboat. Steamboat's, Steamboat's down the road. Isn't that close? Isn't that far? Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's actually skiing in Estes Park, but I think there is. I don't is. recall. Is there but if you guys have ever gone to the Stanley Hotel and you've caught something, let us know. Because it was one of the coolest hotels we've ever stayed at. I think it's probably one of the biggest hotels. It's we've one ever, of the biggest. Like, square footage wise. I mean, I've stayed at like high rises. We've, we've stayed at big hotels like that. And then you put this place where it's physically located in Estes Park, Colorado. It is just amazing. So yes. that's our story of yep. staying at the Stanley Hotel and a little background on it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us for ten, uh, this afternoon. Hopefully you found this interesting. It yeah, wasn't absolutely. super scary, but it's just, it's a cool, it's a cool place. Um, yeah. If you get an opportunity, go check it out. A lot of history behind it. Yes. Check us out on the Castro files out on YouTube and on Instagram as well. And you can also link it over to the bar is open and you can find us out there as well for yes. other, the other stories podcast that we do as well yes. so thank you so much have a guys wonderful have a great time. week catch you next week yes Cheers. sir bye guys yeah. love you